Hey friends, today's episode is brought to you by Engageo, the leader in account-based marketing and sales with their all-in-one solution. Are you familiar with account-based marketing and sales? I mean, if you're selling to the enterprise, to big business, account-based strategies are the new wave of doing business. If you're selling to the enterprise, if you're dealing with multiple decision makers, if you need to close larger deals, then an account-based approach is a necessity. However, while there's a lot of talk out there about account-based marketing and sales, there's very little actionable advice on strategies and tactics you need to take. So our friends at Engageo asked dozens of independent sales and marketing experts, leaders in their fields, to contribute their recommendations about what you need to know to get started with it. And Engageo has compiled the collective wisdom of these experts into a most comprehensive guide that reveals everything you need to know about using account-based strategies to win bigger deals. It's called The Clear and Complete Guide to Account-Based Sales Development. It's free, and you need it. So head over to Engageo.com forward slash Accelerate and grab your copy today. That's Engageo.com forward slash Accelerate. Okay, let's do the show. It's time to Accelerate. Hey, friends, this is Andy. Welcome to episode 469 Wow, of Accelerate the sales podcast of record where I hold in-depth conversations with today's leading experts in sales, marketing, and leadership six days a week. As always, if you haven't already done so, please go to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and subscribe. Leave us a review. Really love to hear from you. And let's see, are you in a sales slump? Sales just a bit slower than you want? Well, it happens to all of us at some point, and it usually happens more than we'd like. That's the case, then you need to visit accelerate.fm forward slash spark to find out how to restart the engine on your sales machine by downloading my free step-by-step guide titled How to Spark a Sales Turnaround. Now, it's based on my interviews with over 300 of the world's leading sales experts right on this show. Or I ask them a question, long-time listeners don't ask them a question what they would do to spark a sales turnaround in their own business. And I've taken the recommendations and packed them into this free guide that is literally jammed with actionable advice that you can use right now in your business. So go to accelerate.fm forward slash spark, download your free copy today. Joining me on the show today is Sean Finder. Sean is the CEO of Exchange Leads. Sean, welcome to Accelerate. Thank you so much, Andy. I look, I look forward to uh, talking to your audience today. And you're joining us all the way from uh, Toronto, I think, right? I am currently in Toronto, Canada. Uh, we do have offices in the U.S. and uh, and some some of our team actually in Eastern Europe. So we're a little bit all over the map. Next, well, that's sort of the way things are these days, right? So yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, especially if you're doing a development. I mean, you're bound to have a remote development office somewhere. So uh, tell us a little bit about Exchange Leads. You know what you do for people that aren't familiar with the company. So Exchange Leads is a is a, is a B2B platform that allows sales reps and marketing reps all over the U.S. and Canada to go in and download targeted, validated contacts. Um, so what I mean by that is uh, they can go in, they can filter through many different of our filters um, to find the exact target market they want to email market to, choose them, preview them, and download them all in our software. Okay. And when you use the caveat there at the end, all within your software compared to what? So, so you know, there's a lot of a lot of other platforms that or or people that are in the industry that you you kind of call them, you tell them who your target market is. They build a CSV file and they send it to you. With ours, you can go in 24/7, um, download your contacts. Uh, you can validate existing contacts um, as well as exchange your old contacts for new contacts. It's all in one platform with one dashboard in one place. Okay, so 
fill people in that on the exchange side of things because that's yeah there are other companies that have done something similar but but uh, this is a little bit different take on it yeah so so the exchange part is, is very similar to the old jigsaw which we consider it the jigsaw 2.0 on steroids so what we allow is we allow clients that currently have a database um, they've used that database uh, they've they, they're not getting the results from that database or they just want to you know increase their database they're able to upload um, upload their file our platform if they have a minimum of the 11 fields that we make mandatory. We take that file, we upload it, we then validate it through our 52 plus checks for conversion threats, fraud threats, um, complainer threats, etc. And then we provide them uh, a spreadsheet showing them how many of those contacts are valid. Therefore, if you upload a thousand contacts, you have 600 that are valid, we will then provide you with 600 credits to use to download from our existing database. Therefore, you're getting 600 more credits um, plus your subscription mo- subscription that you have with our platform. And the subscription enables you to download X number per month based on how much you pay. Exactly. So we have a, a small business where you know we start at $49 a month. Um, we have a $149 a month. And for each one, you'll get um, different amount of contacts. And you can also purchase extra credits right in the software at any time. So is your entire list composed of names that people have exchanged or did you start with some sort of list to begin with or it's a very good question so uh we we initially started with with a list and then we had a lot of the um uh the players uh, in the space that saw the quality in our database and wanted to do some data swaps etc um because they saw the quality we were providing and the validation that we were providing all our lists and then now our list is only um increased by our by our exchange so therefore as we have, you know, 10,000 plus users on the platform, as everyone continues to exchange their data, we continue to put valid contacts in our database um, and our pool continues to grow and grow on a daily basis. So the, the leads that people are exchanging or uploading into the system, then what you're saying is you run some sort of you know, hygiene routine against it to make sure they're good. Exactly. So what we'll do is we do a, first we do an email validation, um, then we do a phone validation, and then we we take the entire list and we put it through our 52 plus uh, checks for different threats that might exist in their database. And we only provide um, credits for valid contacts. Therefore, if a contact is invalid or a contact is a catch-all, for example, we provide them the report. So not only are they exchanging, they're also finding out how accurate their existing database is. Um, but we only provide credits for valid contacts um, to go into the pool. And that's how we maintain a very high quality database for exchange leads. So why'd you start the company? I mean, it's, it's not like the space was empty, right? So what, what was the problem you saw that wasn't being addressed that said, hey, you know, we need to jump into this in the face of all these other companies, including you know, JigsawNowData.com and you know, all the others we could, could name that uh, are, some are pretty big players? Yeah, that's it, a great question. Um, I was a VP of sales and I worked for a, a computer software company. And our sales rep were, were using data and cold calling and emailing, and it was just the quality. Um, I was, we were spending you know, $1,000 on employees, and when they're actually using the list of cold call, you know, 50 to 60% of the phone numbers were actually valid. Or when we would do an email marketing campaign, you know, we'd be looking at you know, 20 to 30% bounce back. And that was kind of hurting you know, our reputation as a company, our IP, um, and also you know, marketing automation platforms you know, get upset when your bounce rate's too high. And I said, you know, there has to be a way to maintain a higher quality database rather than quantity. Um, and at that point, I, um, I, I spoke to some people that were more tech savvy than I am, 
and and we figured that you know what if we can provide 95 plus percent quality with a less than five percent balance rate because we'll never be at a hundred percent I think we can really um, land a lot of uh, the fortune 500 companies that are looking for quality data and that's kind of what we did we went with the route where we want to provide quality um, over quantity and and that's why we continue to maintain our clients year after year hmm. I mean you're saying that that and I think the industry stats are that that uh, lists and the data on them degrades what I think it was a five percent a month so I mean, that's pretty substantial I mean you're talking about more than half your database becoming outdated within a year yeah yeah exactly and that's why we have so inside our team, we have a team that's a, that are actually manually checking um, every day and validating more contacts every day. Therefore, we continue to take a look at the data because, as you said, you know, I, I think it's about 5% per month of data that goes, um, that people change jobs, etc. Um, so we always got to maintain. So we always have our team every day um, looking at it and updating it, comparing to LinkedIn, finding out where their present job is and making those changes to the database. Um, and only uploading that into our software, into the pool that people can download once it's been validated through manual check, automated check, plus the 52 plus checks we do for threats. Okay, so I'm just trying to envision this. Is uh, pause here for a second. So how many names do you have on your list? So we, we currently have a database of almost 20 million contacts, but we only provide about 6.5 million contacts uh, in our platform, and those are all our validated contacts. So the other ones maybe catch-alls or invalid, where we are still looking to convert them into a valid contact. Okay. And you're talking about you have people that are manually going through contacts every day. So, I mean, how many can people somebody go through? I mean, it's this seems like, uh, you know, the story about painting the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, they start on one <laughs> end and get to the other, and by the time they're finished, they have to start the other end and go back again. Um, so so how, what are they actually doing? So, so it is, that's another great question. We actually prioritize it um, by our, our paying clients. So when we go through our club paying clients, we know exactly who their target market is. And those are the lists that we keep filling our database with at all times. So, um, you know, we have 10,000 users, but we do have the freemium model. Um, so then we, as our subscribers continue to go on, we continue to validate it. Um, and we also have some, some new development that, um, that we're currently in the middle of developing for exchanges that will actually help us um, verify emails better so we don't have to make it such a manual process and more of an automated process but right now for all of our, our paying clients we actually are manually putting in data at all times through our master database um, and validating those emails and making sure that they're still in that, in that position so when you first take on a, a company as a client I and mean, what is sort of the state of their list it's it's funny we we just signed on board you know one of the one of the largest um companies here in canada and the quality of their database uh, was about 47% valid. Um, and what we found and, and our team found was in the SMB market, um, you'll find a lot of the data uh, gets stale a lot quicker because you know companies one day can be selling computers and the next day they could be selling, for example, water bottles. And the reason why is you know small companies um, within the first two years, sometimes they don't last and they, and they change their whole business model. Um, but the quality of contacts, you know, we find 47% to about 60% is what is valid. And that's email, email verified. Um, so what we do is we try and take the invalid ones. We then map it against our database and provide valid contacts for those invalid ones for our clients. So if a company is sitting there with a, a list and saying, okay, 
setting aside your services for a second, I mean, what should they be doing to analyze their list? Because as you said, I mean, this is uh, this is an endemic problem. You know, I think a report I saw said that twenty-seven point three percent. I was looking for the note here. Twenty-seven point three percent of a sales rep's time is wasted chasing bad data. Yeah, exactly. So, what I would recommend is I would have your database cleaned and validated every month. Um, every and we month. do that every month. We do that as a separate service for email validation. But I would have those emails validated every month because the amount, the cost to to validate, you know, even a hundred thousand contacts might cost you, you know, you know, a few thousand dollars to validate. But the amount of time those sales reps are using those invalid data and the salaries that you're paying those sales reps are a lot more than just cleaning that list every month. So I would recommend having your, your database cleaned every single month um, because it's a lot less cost than, than having your, your, your employee using the, the inaccurate bad data. And phone numbers as well. I would do phone validation and email validation, yes. Because you know, here, in, here in Canada, a lot of our clients um, are only allowed to call with the CASEL legislation. Um, so here they call, and, and more in the U.S., it's a lot more email. But I would have phone number and email verified every month um, just to save, just to save your, your, your sales rep time and money. And so who, who typically are you selling to then? Are you selling to the marketing side or the sales side? Uh, it's, a, it's a great question. You know, uh, funny enough, when I, when I first started Exchange Leads, I was selling to salespeople. And then I realized um, that it was the salespeople that were using my platform, but it was actually the marketing people and business development people that were purchasing the platform. Therefore, you know, there's, there's two markets we have to hit. We have to kind of reach out to the business development marketing to find the need. And then they end up introducing it to the salespeople. Um, so we actually hit both sales and marketing when we do sell exchange leads. Yeah, so people listening, think about that. Over a quarter of sales reps' time could be consumed with chasing, <laughs> chasing people that just aren't there, right? The email's bad or the phone number's invalid. And that's, yeah, it's a substantial cost when you're thinking about that, especially if you have a team, 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 reps. I mean, it's, it's the dollars add up really, really quickly. Um, so when you talk about pouring checks and, you know, checking the integrity of the data, you obviously have things about duplicates, uh, make sure the right domains, you know, what are those other, some of the main sort of errors that you see in the data? Yeah. Uh, one, one thing we just, we just started working on and we're, we're about to finalize, which we found that even the largest companies in the world don't have is, is more data standardization. And what I mean by that, Andy, is is a lot of clients, even if you go on on LinkedIn right now in the advanced search and you type in vice president of sales, you might see vice president of sales, sales vice president, VP of sales. Um, so it's the same thing with people's with people's data. Um, you know, in their CRM, they might have, for example, Walmart USA, but they might have it spelled with a capital W. Walmart is one word. Walmart is two words. Walmart Inc. Walmart USA, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, etc. But they and in their CRMs, that's actually considered multiple accounts when it's actually one company. It's just Walmart USA. So that was one thing that we found very interesting when looking at Fortune 500 clients' data was um, data standardization. Nobody is really focusing on it, and it can actually uh, improve a lot a lot of people's CRMs and and, and the database that they're using. Um, with with duplication, another great question. Uh, well, what so we do before we go on. So, how yep. are you working with companies to help them standardize data? So what we actually just did, we, we actually just launched our own, our own data standardization uh, last week. So we're now starting to reach out to our current clients and asking them if this is something of interest to them um, and it's something we can help, help them with. 
Um, and, and when we speak to a lot of the IT people that are working over the data, data for these big companies, they never even gave thought to it. And, and, and as I said, funny enough, last week when I was on LinkedIn advanced search, I even realized that LinkedIn didn't even have their, their job titles uh, data standardized. Hmm. So you go in and work with them in terms of they have to clean up what they're doing within Salesforce or whatever their system they're using is to standardize at that level. Exactly. So when we take their list and they want us to email validate or they want us to um, they give me a list of 5,000 companies and they say, Sean, this quarter we want to find the CTOs for these 5,000 companies. We'll actually, when we provide the companies, we'll do the data standardization for them to clean up their database. So when they upload that into their CRM, it's a lot cleaner for them and for their sales rep to look for accounts. Got it. Now, one of the things you've, you focused on is just talk about um, mandatory fields and data. Like if somebody wants to upload a, a lead to you, there have to be, I think it was 11 fields. Yep. That, that, yep. So, so why is that? Uh, you know, you know what the, the simple reason is people use data for different reasons. Um, and, and we've thought that you know, we're, we're allowing our clients to exchange their data and we're providing high quality data with, a, with anywhere between 15 to 25 fields. That if someone just gave me, you know, first name, last name, and email, well, you know, I can't really provide that to our client because we don't provide just three fields. So we made it mandatory that 11 fields are mandatory to use the exchange. And those fields would include, you know, first name, last name, um, your full address. So you're looking at your street, postal code, um, state, country, just because people you might use direct mailing, um, email for email marketing, phone number for, for cold calling. Um, and we also had a job position. Um, and company, which obviously is very important because if people want to personalize a market automation message, et cetera, it's sometimes good to have what position the person's in and what company they're working for to have that inputted into, into your message. Or if they want to fine-tune their search, they want to search by title. Obviously, you need to have that in there. Exactly. Well, I find that interesting because you know, part of the problem you have with, <laughs> as you know, with reps is getting any information into the CRM system. Uh, but Oftentimes, you know, just names and emails and phone numbers. I mean, it's the eleven fields seemed like very ambitious. Yeah, and, and because I find, you know, especially when you're calling somebody, you should know as much information as you can about that person and their company. Um, so just having, you know, first name and email. If I had a first name and email, I'd still have to look on LinkedIn or somewhere for, oh, what position is this person and what organization. I like to have that information. We also like to sometimes provide a LinkedIn profile because then then you can find out. You know, how long have they been in that position? Do you guys have any similar interests? And it's more for if you're doing a cold call, you have something to talk about before you just go in for your sales pitch, which we all know that everyone hates to be uh, you know, sold within the first five seconds. Mm-hmm. So one of the big problems with, with list and with data, you know, I see it, you know, I, I even pay attention to it, obviously, with, with the mailings I send is deliverability. Um, you talk about bounce rates before, you know, being... You start being you know looked at poorly by your email provider, and they can just you know shut you down if it's bad enough. But so, how are you checking for things like that? Are you you talk about reputation threats and delivery threats? Uh, what are you looking for? Okay, so so um, we we clean our database also every quarter. Um, so we we take out any database any data that that's raw um, that's no longer being able to be used from our database. Um, for those, if any of our clients do for some reason get under 90% um, you know, delivery rate, we'll accept it back and replace them for free. And that way we can actually um, check against our, uh, our bounce rate. But we also have, as I mentioned, we only provide 6.5 million in our system, but we have you know, 20, 30 co- million contacts that we know uh, might be catch-all, 
might bounce back, et cetera. Um, so for us, we can also put it through an email validating service. We do many different things to ensure that we're providing our clients less than 5% bounce rate. Um, because as you said it, um, when you use a marketing automation platform, the one number one thing, if, you're get, if your bounce rate's too high, they might even kick you off their marketing automation platform. So we want to ensure that our clients are always using a less than 5% um, bounce rate when they're using our data. So who's are the ideal client profile for exchange leads? You know, we have a wide range. We, we do a lot with, with um, people looking for IT contacts. Um, but right now, we, you know, some of our biggest clients are in the telecommunication industry. Uh, we work very closely with a lot of computer software companies. And they're looking for what type of, of companies? Uh, you know, it, it all depends. You know, a lot of them are looking for companies um, in the IT space and computer software, mm-hmm. which is our, our biggest. Um, we do have some that are looking for logistics, um, trucking, etc., um, but you know, it, it's, it's funny, you know, on our, on our, on our freemium model, we have a wide, we have from people looking for real estate to mortgage brokers, to dentists and doctors. So a wide range of people that are always looking for different data. Um, but the enterprise level, it's more of the, the big computer software companies that are looking for, uh, CISO, CTOs, CIOs, and, and obviously the C-level, uh, decision right. makers. So how do you, how do you sell your product and service? So we have we have two different platforms. You know, originally when we started, we were more of the subscription based, um, and we sold. We had about ten thousand users. A lot of those converted into paying subscribers. Um, but funny enough, what I found out after about six months was, it's kind of changed. The game's kind of changed with enterprise clients. The bigger the client, they're more looking for not just to purchase you know a list of names. They're looking for more custom work where they want to provide me a list of companies that they want to target and say, Sean. Here are the list of, that we want to target. We want you to build this list for us and, and find me the CISOs, the CTOs, CTIOs, but only for specific companies. Um, so for our bigger clients, we actually, on a quarterly basis, we give them a, we, we, they give us a number of companies. We ask them how many contacts per company they want, and we actually build those lists for them. Um, and, and, and one thing we do provide now is LinkedIn profiles for all our custom work. Simply because you know every person that's going to buy any product is on LinkedIn, and, and I try and really encourage people to to use LinkedIn while using data um, and, and looking at their uh, and looking at their profiles to get more insight into their prospect. So, do you have a do you use a SaaS model? I mean, you have inside sales team. I mean, how are you how are you reaching out? Yeah, so we have a, we have an inside sales team. So we have um, the freemium and and subscription model. Which is, um, which is, as we said, we have two packages plus the Freeman model. We allow all sales reps to come on and try our data before you're paying anything. No commitment. You can come onto our platform, download 50 contacts, and get them uh, for free just to try and test us out. And then we have an inside sales team that work on um, strictly selling the subscription model. And then we have uh, a few enterprise sales people that are focusing on on the bigger the bigger clients, the mm-hmm. ones that uh, the ones that pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you had to say, okay, from this perspective, we're selling this data, we're getting you know, lots of uh, input from our enterprise clients, and there's people they're trying to look for, clients or buyers they're trying to look for. So from the perspective of that, you know, if I were to say, okay, Sean, you know, what's your opinion? What's, what's the single biggest challenge facing sales reps today? What would it be? So speaking to, you know, I've spoken to over the last two few years, hundreds of enterprise sales reps um, all over the U.S. and Canada, and the number one challenge for them is they don't want to be spending time cold calling, emailing, et cetera. They want to wake up in the morning and they want to have a day full of meetings and quality <laughs> meetings. 
Hey, um, don't we all? Exactly. And, 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 and I think the biggest challenge is, you know, for them, the data, the data, they, 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 they don't, they just don't want to spend the time. So the biggest challenge is getting those contacts and converting them into appointments and meaningful appointments. Um, and, and that's why I think a lot of enterprise clients are trying to look at different softwares that are out there, which there, there aren't many, um, that help them do what they do best is close a deal and, and, and make a sale to a qualified uh, lead um, rather than, than getting a big database and, and spending hours and hours cold calling. Um, they want to have it in front of them, which I guess every person, sales rep, small business owner would like as well. Yeah, it sounds like utopia, right? <laughs> exactly. So why isn't that happening? Well, it, it, it's, in, it's your, not in your opinion, it, it's not happening yet. And uh, I can't give too much information, but we are in the midst of um, developing a sister product, which which hopefully will will solve that challenge. And that was one thing that I found was the biggest challenge with enterprise. And, and I'm hoping that we can build something to to really help um, save them time and money, but really um, just allow salespeople to start closing deals and working on those those people that already have their hand up and, and are kind of interested. So um, stay tuned, Andy. It'll, it'll, we have something that will be ready in about <laughs> six months from now, uh, maybe four months, but we'll, we'll have to see. Development, um, I always time is development by two. Okay. <laughs> well, we're recording a little bit ahead of when this episode will air. So uh, people, when they hear this, they should check out exchangeleads.io and uh, <laughs> see what's new. <laughs> you never know, right? Exactly. Okay, so Sean, I've got some some standard questions I ask most of my guests. I'm gonna uh, sort of last questions to go through on the show. I ask you four simple questions. Uh, you can give me one word answers or elaborate if you wish. So, first one is when you, Sean, are out selling your services. What's your most powerful sales attribute? I would say networking. Um, my number one, I'm a, I'm a network sales professional where I find building relationships is the best way to sell before you even sell the product, try and build a relationship with your prospect, get to know them at a personal level and mm -hmm. they're more willing to buy from you. Okay. Who's your sales role model? Sales role model. I've, I've have been watching lately a lot of actually Grant Cardone, a lot of videos of Grant Cardone. Um, and the way he closes a lot of his sales, um, I think there's a lot to be learned. I think he's got some very good tips on, on a lot of his videos. Okay. All right. Uh, what's one book you'd recommend every salesperson should read? The Four Hour Work Week. Tim Ferriss, yeah. huh? Yeah. So, Tim what did Ferriss. you learn from that? Yeah, you know, I, I just learned that, you know, prioritizing your time, prioritizing your team, um, you know, and being more efficient um, is one thing that I, I might not have been, say, three, four years ago. And after reading a few of his books, um, you know, more efficient and not trying to do everything, um, but also just focusing on, 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 on the stuff that will get you to the next level and not all the little stuff. And how many hours a week do you work? <laughs> a lot more than four. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, 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 I pretty much, uh, I work seven days a week and I'm always on my phone answering emails. So I, I try to answer an email of Every client, every one of my 10,000 clients, if they send me an email, I would reply to each one by the end of the day. So I'm always on my email. Excellent. Responsiveness. I love that. All right. So last question for you. What music is on your playlist these days? What music is on my playlist? You know what? I, I, don't, I don't listen to too much music. I'm going to be honest. I'm more into, um, into starting to follow some TV series, which I never used to do. Um, but if I had to pick 
some some music. Um, you know, funny enough, my, the hometown boy here, Drake, um, is mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, so uh, he would probably be be at the top. Are you a big Raptors fan too? Uh, you know what? I'm a I'm a fan of all sports. I'm a Raptors fan. Uh, I, uh, a Leafs fan, which was tough for a few years, mm-hmm. um, and, and definitely uh, a Toronto Blue Jay fan. And you left out Argonauts. <laughs> I love the NFL. Uh, it's tough for me to watch the CFL because I'm such an <laughs> NFL fan. But uh, hopefully one day, I know we're. we're I think that's against the law to, <laughs> to say when you're in Canada, isn't it? <laughs> you know, what? funny enough, you know, every uh, most of the Canadians actually travel to Buffalo to go watch the Bills game because um, it's the closest we have to NFL. So it's a two-hour drive. Um, I think they get more people in the Buffalo Bills game there from Toronto than the Toronto Argos get <laughs> of Torontonians. <laughs> that could very well be the case. All right. Well, of course, you have to sit outside, though, when you're watching Buffalo as opposed to Toronto. You can sit in the dome. Exactly. Actually, you know what? You used to be able to, and the Argos just moved uh, last year, so now they play outside as well. Ah, back to nature. Back the way <laughs> actually, it's meant to be played. Yeah, I think this year, actually, they just moved. They just moved into our TFC, our, our soccer. Oh, the soccer stadium. field. Okay, yeah. yeah. BMC Stadium, or yeah. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Well, great. Well, Sean, thanks for being on the show. Uh, tell folks how they can find out more about uh, Exchange Leads and how they can connect with you. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you can go to uh, www.exchangeleads.io. Uh, we have all of our information on there, or feel free to reach out to me anytime um, by email, Sean, S H A W N, at exchangeleads.io. And I can provide you uh, any marketing literature, ebook, or, you know, just call me for a 15-minute conversation to talk about any challenges your company has. Um, and I'd be more than willing to uh, give my advice, feedback, and, and any help I can provide. All right. Great. Thanks again for being on the show. And friends, thank you for spending this time with me today. And please remember, come back and join me again tomorrow. And uh, until then, if you get a chance, go to iTunes, please. Subscribe to this show, Accelerate, and leave a review. Really want to hear your feedback about what we're doing well or what we could do better. So thanks again for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.